you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prescott, back again. He steps up. He pumps. He fires. And is caught. But he's tackled. Tackled to C.D. Lamb at the two-yard line. And the game is over and the Eagles win. Oh, it was an instant (laughs) classic between the Cowboys and the Eagles a few weeks ago, and we're going to get it again on this upcoming Sunday. Steve Weiss, James Palmer, this is the NFL report. We're going to get right to that game, but this is what we got on the show. We have Agent 89. Steve Smith's going to be joining us. We have two Walter Payton Men of the Year nominees, Steve and Dolphins fullback Alec Ingold and Chargers safety Derwin James, and it's a Thursday, so you know we got Baldy's favorite films. So, Steve, a monster play by the Eagles defense right there. The Eagles defense apparently did not show up to the link this past Sunday against to the San Francisco 49ers. It is all doom and gloom in Philadelphia. People are standing outside the Novacare complex with giant signs saying, run the ball. Run the ball. I would expect nothing less from the Philadelphia faithful. Is the sky falling in Philadelphia realistically, or is everyone overreacting to the performance they had Sunday against San Francisco. I mean, come on, man. I mean, I, I don't get it. Like all of a sudden, the all of a sudden the Eagles suck. Get out of here with that. I mean, we were talking. Let's rewind all of us media types, everybody to a month ago, talking about this brutal six-game stretch that the Philadelphia e- Eagles had on their schedule. Oh boy, if they can get through this. They're going to be okay. I don't know if they're going to get through this. Yep. They're three and one thus far, right? Those three games came in a condensed schedule before they played the 49ers, who were coming off of a longer break, and the 49ers put it on them, right? They took a loss. They're getting ready to go face the Cowboys in Dallas. This is the game, though. This is what's, what's important. Mm-hmm. If the Eagles lose this game and they don't look good, Okay, then it's going to be like, all right, now, now, now they've got to maybe reassess some things. But if they win this game, hey, man, the earth is backed on, it, on its axis in Philadelphia and people can stop tripping because this is still going to be a football team, a good football team, a playoff football mm-hmm. team. Maybe they don't get home field, but they still can win with the style of football they play. And, and JP, I want to say this, too, because, you know, I, I got to mention our, our colleague David Carr brought up the issue of, hey, man, Jalen Hurts doesn't look right. Maybe they should put in Marcus Mariota. For a couple games and let Jay and let Marcus play until Jalen gets healthy. Whew. No, no. When a quarterback might be nicked up, you put him back in there if he's your best player. Look in that game when Jalen Hurts had to go to concussion protocol. Marcus Mariota came in for about three plays, and they got Jalen back out there 
for a reason. Jalen is a much better player. If Nick Sirianni were to put Marcus Mariota out there and they lose that ball game, then it will be his butt in a sling more than anything when it comes to the venom of Eagles fans. So let Jalen play, even if he's not 100%. And this game Sunday is going to be fantastic because you know the Eagles are going to be geared back up to face a Cowboys team that you know almost had a foot on their necks in early November. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great game in early November. And, and listen, I was at training camp. I watched a number of practices. Let me just say, watching Marcus out there and Jalen out there. Keep it real. Jalen Hurts at 40% is better than Marcus Mariota running this offense. What usually happens, Steve, when a quarterback is nicked up in a sense, a quarterback that is as mobile as Jalen Hurts is, you find ways to maybe protect them in a sense or limit some of the things that they that you know they do that puts them in harm's way. But you don't take them off the field. Not when yeah. they're a legitimate MVP candidate at the top of the conversation. And I'm glad you said it in terms of the gauntlet that they've gone through. Because if you look at it, after the Cowboys, they go to Seattle. Then they have Giants, Cardinals, Giants Correct. to finish the season. Let's not overreact on what's happened during this stretch with the Philadelphia Eagles. There's two things that stand out to me. One, they didn't have Dallas Goddard for a big stretch of this. And Great that was a point. huge thing that was missing during their game against the 49ers. Maybe that's the game it was exposed the most. But this is one of a lot of people around the league, Steve, tell me it's top five, maybe top three tight ends in all of football, a complete tight end that helps this team in the run game. As everybody's talking about, the run game was not effective against San Francisco. He is a tremendous run blocker. Yes, they he often is. have Cam Jurgens, their guard for a good stretch of that, which hurt their run game as well. And Jalen being nicked up a little bit hurt the run game as well. Now, teams were sitting there in that too high safety situation that who busts that open, Steve, to help the two guys on the outside? It's Dallas Goddard running up the middle of the field in that intermediate passing game, which let's know no slight to Albert Okawebunam or, or Jack or, or Jack Stahl or whoever's playing tight end for them. The, the trust factor is not really there with Jalen Hurts and those guys as it is with Jalen Hurts and Dallas Goddard. This changes their offense. I don't think we make a big enough deal about how talented Dallas Goddard is. The other part is this defensive front has been playing a boatload of snaps. What we raved about Super Bowl week in the, in the playoff run last year was they rotate so many guys on their defensive line. That rotation has not happened. Josh Sweat's already played more snaps than he did all of last season. Hassan Reddick has played a boatload of snaps. The youngsters in the middle are not used to playing this many snaps in Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis. They're used to playing a handful of snaps. I think they're a little exhausted up front, which the way I mentioned the end of the season, Steve, with the Giants, the Cardinals, the Giants, they may have a chance to rest some guys a little bit more, limit some snaps. There is no need to panic in Philadelphia. All right, JP. There might be reason to panic in Kansas City, though. The Chiefs face the Bills this week, yeah. and the quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, had something to say about this very important AFC matchup. For us, it's about kind of keeping it within the locker room. I mean, we're still sitting there on top of the AFC West, and I think we have a lot of the stuff out in front of us. We just have to go out there and uh, capitalize on it, and uh, I think uh, if we can start this week with a great week of practice and try to beat a really good football team in Buffalo Bills. Uh, it's kind of like next next week we'll be at, talking about how great we are. So it's kind of this how the NFL works. Right there, JP. He's right. If, <laughs> if they win, oh, we're, right. we're great. If we lose, uh-oh. But here's, here's the thing. If they lose, okay, the rest of their schedule is candy. The Kansas City Chiefs, as he said, are going to win the mm -hmm. AFC West. But you don't hear the Chiefs talking about winning the AFC West. You hear them talking about playoff seating for the AFC. So that's a little different twist in the narrative. I want to get it to you, J James, on this game, and especially for Buffalo. 
Like, they've got an opportunity oh, yeah. here coming off of a bye to go on a run, but their schedule is pretty damn difficult going down the stretch <laughs> if they are going to get into the playoffs. It, it, it is tough, Steve, and I look at it from two sides. The one side is, even if Buffalo is eliminated, and they really pretty much have to win out from here on out, and they are well aware of that. They're calling this a playoff game in Buffalo from Sean McDermott to Josh Allen, all of them. But if they don't even get in, we know how good of a football team this is. They've kind of hurt themselves early on, obviously, with their up-and-down play and their turnover issues, but they play Miami. They play Dallas. They can hurt some of these teams down the stretch in terms of where these postseason teams want to be positioned, Steve. And I think hold that's up, kind JP. of are, are you saying the where Bills Josh are... Allen could be playing spoiler. Come on now. We don't want the Bills. Do you think they went into the season and say, let's play spoiler? Right now they are 6-6. Six no. and six, Right? If, if they lose this game, they're 6-7. Six six no, that's not got... what they wanted. No, but then they've got <laughs> Dallas. They've got Dallas, the Chargers, the Patriots. And like you said, that Week 18 game against Miami. Let's eliminate the spoiler thing, though. If they win, okay, seven and six, again, Dallas, Chargers, New England, Miami, what do they have to do? Do you think they have to win out to get this, or can they take maybe one loss and beat the Dolphins just to maybe set them up in some tie-break scenarios? Yeah, they, they, they could maybe lose one. They're going to need some help from some other teams that maybe slide off, and there's some chances with some of the quarterback situations around the AFC that right. maybe some of those teams do fall off. I don't think anybody wants the Bills to be in the postseason. If you look at the way this offense has turned around uh -huh. over the last two games there with their offensive coordinator Joe Brady running it, they've scored over 30 points in each of the last two games, Steve. When I talk to people in Buffalo, it's, hey, Josh is in a rhythm, man. Joe gets him in a rhythm, and when he gets in a rhythm, as Deion Dawkins, their left tackle, told me, put the cape on. That's when Josh Allen turns in to Superman, and he is virtually unstoppable. We saw it in the last game they played, and they gained a lot of confidence that game against Philly that they very much could have won, but they saw how good they can be. They can really go into Kansas City and legitimately win this game. I'm excited to be at this game because every time these two quarterbacks are out there, it's a bonkers type of environment. And Josh also says that Pat owes him some money for uh, Wyoming beating Texas Tech, so maybe that exchange, I can catch that, uh, that oh, wow. pregame. Or maybe it's a hoodie. I don't know what, what the situation is. I will tell you this, you will not see Clark Kent under center for either of the teams in this no. game. And like you said, JP, you are going to be in for a dandy. James, when we come back here on the NFL Report, our guy, Agent 89, Steve Smith. Let's go. Got some thoughts on the Baltimore Ravens coming off of a bye, Lamar Jackson, and how they can maybe replace Mark Andrews. The NFL Report, coming back in just a minute. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. 
sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. We are back at the NFL Report. James Palmer, we are joined by our dude. Steve Smith, the former Panthers and Ravens wide receiver, works for NFL Network now, Pro Football Hall of Fame semifinalist. 89, how it goes, bro? First of all, it's not going well. Put put my title bar back up. Put put the title bar Uh back up. What what happened? What's your what's your guy? Uh Oh, Oh. Wow, oh, Steve. Oh, for those of you wow. on the podcast, for those of you on the hey. podcast, tell me what it says, Steve. Who can't see hey. it? It so first of all, it has Steve my hat. Smith it Jr. has my it has all of my stuff. Steve Smith Senior 89. That's that's on all my my uh social media. And then you put Steve Smith Jr. Oh my <laughs> goodness Jr. gracious. Oh. Hey. hey, are you good? Are you gonna stay with us, Steve? Here, here's here's it, the thing. You? Here. Here's the thing. It just tells me the universe is telling me. My Lord and Savior is telling me I got to go into 2024. I got to go into 2024 humble. I got to be able to adjust and be okay with it. So I'm okay with Steve Smith Jr. or Senior because Steve Smith is a name that makes people do a lot of different things. You either love me or hate me, but either one, you're still talking about me. They fixed this, Steve. That's Deuce's real name, right? Steve Smith Jr.? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like that's on his birth certificate. It's okay. it's it's technically on his birth certificate okay. is Stevon Latrell Smith Jr. and Stevon Latrell yeah. Smith Sr. Uh, signed his birth certificate. So that that's how I roll. All right, so it's legal. It's all legal. All right, <laughs> yeah. Steve, we got we got Doctor Football. We only got you for a few oh minutes, brother. Gosh. Oh my gosh. All right, look. So the Baltimore Ravens are coming off a bye, right? They yeah. are they are they are leading the division, the number two team in the AFC. What do you think, you know this team well, but what do you think Harbaugh and those coaches have done? We know Mark Andrews is out with that injury. During this bye, to maybe redesign or tweak the offense to kind of make up for his absence as they take on a very good Rams team this weekend. When you lose a caliber type of player like Mark Andrews, a guy who is a troublemaker for the defense, between the hashes and Lamar Jackson uh, can throw the ball all over the field. But where he goes and does his his major surgery work is with Mark Andrews in years prior with 89 and the tight end in between the hash marks. But now he has a plethora of guys. They go out and draft uh, Rashad Bateman. Then they draft Zay Flowers. They acquire Odell Beckham Jr., Nelson Aguilar. And so they have all of these guys on the outside. But now with Mark Andrews not terrorizing defenses in between the hashes, you have to have somebody that fills in, that somebody that can step up, impact the offense, but also who can be a horizontal threat, a vertical threat, and can make defenses second-guess second guess themselves and allow the defensive coordinator stay up at night trying to figure out if they're missing Mark Andrews, 
We can't take plays off now because of, of his absence. Somehow, some way, we have to be better in the absence of Mark Andrews. And that's really hard to do. But that's what happens when we have these cliches, next man up. Uh, you play your cards that you're dealt with. It's an uphill battle. Don't judge a book by its cover. That's all the cliches, next man up. But at the end of the day, when a guy goes down with his type of impact, the world still turns. The game is still expected to be played. And unfortunately, you got to play that game without your one of your uh, marquee guys. I kind of want to stick with this, Steve, because in the first block, White and I were talking about Dallas Goddard being out for Philly during this stretch. And maybe that's been overlooked in a lot of fans' minds on mm-hmm. what impact that has on Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown on the outside. The way defenses are able to sit in two safeties and don't expect a threat down the middle of the field. Can you kind of talk to us about the importance of the tight end spot, what it does for those guys you mentioned on the outside, like Zay Flowers and Rashad Bateman and and OBJ, what life is like outside when you don't have that threat in the middle of the field? Well, you got to have – most offenses have – two tight ends. One's a tight end as a pass catcher who impacts the pass game. And then there's Mm -hmm. a guy who's uh, really there to support Chip and he's an outlet, but he's not really as dangerous um, to be in the pass game. Dallas Goddard has the ability and has shown he can chip. He can be an impact in the run game, which makes him an every down uh, tight end. But he Mm -hmm. is missing in the pass game And I also believe because of Dallas Goddard, even though he hasn't had the numbers this year that we've known him to see be, because you got to remember when they drafted Dallas Goddard, all of a sudden, out of the middle of the season, what do they do? They trade Zach Ertz because of Dallas Goddard, how good of a football player. And let's be honest, at the age of Zach, um, uh, of Zach Ertz, it made Zach Ertz expendable. And now Zach Ertz has been mm-hmm. released as well from the Arizona Cardinals. So Dallas Goddard uh, is a guy who stretches his presence on the football field. You have to keep account. So no guy can't, you know, like the quarterback with Jalen Hurts, you you have all 11 players that can impact the, uh, impact the game because of Jalen Hurts' legs. But Dallas Goddard also makes you part of that 11 where everyone has to keep their eyes on their luggage. Everyone has to be uh, understanding the run game and then making sure that a tight end air quotes, a slow tight end, a big body tight end like Dallas Goddard, who's all about that action, all about that business, who wants to finish you and finish with his pass forward. You can't really replace him. All you can do is hope other guys can. And I believe that the Philadelphia Eagles have other guys that are capable of being on the field and expanding and putting pressure on the defense because of their presence. But Dallas Goddard is, is surely missed, and it is a guy that the defense luckily mm-hmm. does not have to account for when he's not on the field. Yeah, see, I'm interested with the Ravens, if uh, Isaiah Likely, if they've done something with him. Ty Monk yeah. is very good with tight ends, if they can utilize him yeah. in some way, like a Mark Andrews. But see, let's also address what's going on, especially in the AFC, and that's quarterbacks being down and, and, mm-hmm. and you know injured. And I want, it, I want you to kind of take these two different scenarios because I don't want to put a blanket statement on backup quarterbacks because some players have practiced mm. with backups or played with their backups, like in Indianapolis. Gardner Minshew's been there for a while, right? We saw even it, in Cincinnati, those guys have practiced with Jake Browning all season. 
But Justin Jefferson's coming in off the shelf, and he's got to play with Josh Dobbs. Like, how hard Who is it? Who came off the street. Who came <laughs> off the street. Right. So what's the difference, you know, just especially with your experience yeah. and trying to get, you know, chemistry or trying to get something going in those scenarios? Well, when, you know, Steve, when you're talking about practicing with a guy, you can be in practice and practice with a guy, and that guy actually never throws you a football pass because he may be in a huddle. He may throw you warming up or he may throw you a pass while you're there. But he's not actually running the ones, the reps with the ones and and situational football. And so Garner Minshew was running with the ones in training camp. And that's a different situation. But I'm pretty sure uh, Jake Browning was not running with the ones until you had um, Joe Burrow with his calf injury. But to see what Jake Mm -hmm. Browning has been able to do and how he's done it, and the way he has done it the other day, no one saw that coming. Because the first game, he did look great. Mm-mm. But now he's running on all cylinders, and, and it's pretty cool to just watch. Zach Taylor's done a phenomenal job of implementing the run. And let's be honest, they actually are running the, more, running the ball a little bit more efficiently and giving Joe Mixon an opportunity when Joe Burrow was back there that they weren't giving him. And I, and I just hope no matter what the situation is that they can run the football play action. You see the RPO game going right now, but an RPO game doesn't matter if you only do the P and O and, and, and not implement the R. Right. And so let's, 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 if things can continue to keep going the way they are, this could be a surprise situation that no one saw coming. And Jay and Brownie didn't see it, but he's a guy, he's a journeyman and a fellow Pac-12 guy. So seeing his opportunity to take a full advantage of and watching his smile and just seeing he's just as shocked as everyone else, not shocked in, hey, I've done this, but shocked in the way that how well he's doing it and the way he did it so quickly, uh, really on a big stage, was was really great to watch. Good stuff. Awesome. (laughs) See, we gotta have, can we have you on like every single week? Is that doable? There's like nine more topics I wanted to get Please. to, but we don't have time. Well, you, I, I mean, let's, you? let's talk about let's let's talk about that uh, that hail mary because I'm pretty excited. I, I I got a whole. I'm pretty excited to talk about that. What, okay. what, what did Listen, you have for me, Palmer? This may not make the show, but this is going to make the podcast. So I'm going to keep this going right here, okay? Because we can go long okay, for go podcast ahead. form. What is your take? On the Hail Mary. I texted you last night. I said, I want to talk about this. What goes into the preparation during the week? What goes into Mm. the proper execution of the play? And is it like like international waters down there? There's no rules. Uh, It's pure (laughs) chaos. You're expecting to get P.I. and it not be called. So Hail Mary's practice all the time. There's a number of plays that offenses run all the time, situational football. And obviously, if you have a good coach, you're always working on situational football. But Hail Marys are always run uh, after a certain practice just so you can get it. Now, it how they do it is, hey, the offensive live is live, defense is not, and defense is live, offensive is not. Because you want to just get the practice okay. in. It's okay. important. Now, the Hail Mary, I'm not going to say guys cheat. If you're not cheating, you're not trying. But let's be honest. 
Mm-hmm. A little chicken wing here and there don't hurt anybody, right? So you, it's it's basketball <laughs> on steroids, and I'm not a very good basketball player. Don't claim to be. Uh, I thought I was a good basketball pl- player until an accident happened, which is I realized after uh, I tried out for a basketball team, the accident was I ain't very good, right? So that that's that's what it happened. <laughs> but boxing out, boxing out, um, holding. Uh, you know, tugging of the jersey mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, because I'm in Pittsburgh right now and I'm going back in my mind, my AFC North days, the black and blue division. I had a walk off home, uh, a walk off pass. Joe Burr, Joe Flacco threw me a pass against Cincinnati Bengals up the middle of the field. And I was going against a. Uh, we were fighting for position of the free safety. Can't remember his name exactly. And he pushed me. And I pushed him, except I guess my push was uh, substantially harder, according to the referees. And they said that that allowed uh, me to catch the football. And I scored and they said it was pass interference. What? Now, I would say I probably now as an analyst, I look back. uh, Did I push off? Uh, The lie is, of course not. The truth? Absolutely. Um, But it just (laughs) happened. And it's all about getting in better position. And it's just natural. Mm-hmm. You kind of put those landing, you put your arms out, your landing gear, and you try to box out. And you're just trying to time it out before the other guy does. And unfortunately, um, I got caught red-handed. Uh, but on a recorded <laughs> line, um, I would say not to my recollection. <laughs> on a collect call, on a collect call recorded line. <laughs> hey JP, hey Steve, we gotta go, bro. But we appreciate you, man. Love you, JP. Hey, dog, us hey, out here. I, I love rocking with hey, y'all, man. Come I love on, rocking dog. with y'all. We gotta be back. Oh man, not, not to my recollection. Appreciate you, Steve. You have a collect call from the Los Angeles County Correctional Office. Stephon Smith calling. <laughs> we'll accept. All right, we'll be back in just a minute. Steve here Smith on Jr. Alec Engel joins the program. Alec Ingold's coming up the Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee for the Miami Dolphins what he has done in the adoption community in this country is absolutely remarkable you have to hear what he has to say next You're listening to the NFL Report podcast but you can watch me, Steve Weich and my co-host James Palmer on the NFL Report at 7.15 Eastern Time on Mondays and Thursdays on the NFL app and free streaming platforms on the NFL channel on Roku, Tubi, Peacock, Pluto TV, and other free streaming apps. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh. 
Green Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow plus when you purchase the natural hybrid you're also helping fuel lisa's work with shelters and those in need since 2015 lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Welcome back to the NFL Report. Considered the league's most prestigious honor, the Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award, presented by Nationwide, recognizes NFL players who have exhibited excellence on the field and whose passion to impact live extends beyond the game. The Walter Payton Man of the Year will be announced at NFL Honors Thursday, February 8th on CBS. To learn all about this year's nominees, visit nfl.com slash man of the year. All right, JP, and now we are joined by the Miami Dolphins nominee for the Walter Payton Man of the Year, fullback Alex Ingold. Uh, Alex, congratulations on this, man, because... Not only is this a prestigious honor, right? You're one of 32, but you are with the club. And I can honestly say this, that might be the most civically and community active in the NFL. And for you to get this over your other teammates really says a lot. Yeah, we got a lot of guys, man. You think about Bradley Chubb, everything he's done. Teron Armstead is another big guy. You had Jalen Phillips last year be the man of the year. And even the past winners, right? Dan Marino, Jason Taylor. Uh, a lot of good work happens down here in South Florida. So really just honored to be a, a small little piece of this. It's fun to be a part of this team. Um, extremely successful right now. So, yeah, man, on and off the field, it, it's a, a big honor, and I'm really excited to uh, to represent the Dolphins as best I can. Well, we'll bring up the team in a minute. We'll bring up football in a minute, Alec. We got to <laughs> talk about you and, and off the field. Come on, man. Don't be bashful in a sense. What I love is, you know, so many of you guys go out there and you have these causes. And they mean so much to a lot of you personally. But you're on almost another level than some of these other guys that go out there in terms of how your connections fall. Could you just kind of dive deeper into that? And, and, and really, maybe, does that bring you an added joy, in a sense, through everything you're doing? Yeah, I think that purpose thing is huge, right? And to be adopted myself and then to be able to have a foundation that helps advocate for kids that have been adopted or in foster care, like playing football on Sundays, it makes that number 30, that last name on the back, the, the Dolphins logo, it makes everything just mean a little bit more when you're able to represent mm -hmm. the community that you've been building. The the games playing Madden one-on-one -on -one with a kid in foster care that, that you try and connect with, and then you can relate to them because of all of the different things we've walked through together. Maybe at different times, maybe he has different goals than I do, but at the end of the day, we're really just trying to be the best versions of ourselves and uh, chasing those big dreams. So it really is cool to bring that adoption advocacy into the NFL, to represent it the best I can, uh, and to kind of walk the walk and talk the talk when you talk um, to those kids in the, in the group homes uh, or anywhere else in those adoption homes or foster care systems. 
Alec, this is so great because I spoke to people who've been adopted, like Kyle Van Oy. You know, he was someone who was adopted uh, when he was younger as well. But, you know, you do the hands-on work in the Miami community, but you're the national spokesperson for Adopt U.S. Kids. I mean, th- this is much grander than just kind of the, the local range. How did you get into that role and, and what do you do? Because you were honored by the U.S. government, Department of Health and Human Services for all of your uh, activity. I think the biggest thing and the biggest piece of inspiration was honestly watching Calais Campbell give his Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee uh, acceptance, his yeah, award acceptance. I was at the NFL Honors Show with Josh Jacobs. He was up for uh, Rookie of the Year at that time. Kyler Murray had had won that one. But I just remember being so inspired by Calais and just understanding the impact that one person could have. Immediately after that, I was like, you know what? I've already kind of done a couple of these givebacks, maybe a holiday drive, maybe a shoe drive. I want to dive into what means the most to me. And Calais really inspired me to do that just by listening to that speech. And then we took it and we ran with it. So Adopt US Kids started in Oakland, California, when I was playing with the Raiders over there, moved to Las Vegas, back home in Green Bay, Wisconsin, and now down here in South Florida. So Adopt US Kids does a great job being able to educate their spokespeople, but also starting those conversations. You know, you talk about adoption. I'm sure you guys start talking with your families and all of a sudden you realize how many unique backgrounds families have. And just being vulnerable and sharing that, having that conversation, uh, there's so much more love to give when you have real vulnerable conversations like that. Awesome. I love that. I love that. And I love that you mentioned back home in Green Bay, like the birthplace of football. Not many people can call that home, uh, which is so special, essentially, for you. Let's get to football in a little bit, Alec. Like, how how do you view? I know your coach said it's not a 13-week season. I know we're number one. Talk to me when we play a 13-week season. But being number one in the AFC with what you're seeing throughout the conference, then you get to that spot. How much is that almost, I don't know, a carrot? through the back end of the season when you're already sitting in it? Yeah, I think December football is like the most important time to play ball, right? And you have to be at your best. So when you're starting at that one seed in the AFC, it gives a little bit of validation of the process that you've been working on thus far, but it doesn't mean that, you know, we're going to put anything in neutral, right? It's, it's kind of Mm -hmm. invigorating. It's motivating to kind of keep doing what you have been doing that, that growth mindset, the improvement that, that we all take to be present, deliberate every single day at practice. And then it's like, man, we have a lot of opportunities at home here in December. you got to take advantage. You got to show up with your best stuff every single Sunday. Uh, So, I mean, that's, that's really the motivating factor. It's cool to have that one seed right now. Obviously it's better than not, But at the same time, man, it's just validating that process that we got to stick to, stay locked in and focused and make all your dreams come true with a great run into January and February. As you mentioned, opportunities at home, four of the final five at home. Alec, a lot of the public chatter about the Miami Dolphins is like, they're fun to watch. They're this and that, but they have not beaten a team with a winning record. Do you guys think about that? First off, you're not going to have many opportunities into the back end of the season to, to kind of prove people wrong. But is that even a conversation? I mean, when you think about the talent level in the NFL, around the NFL, every single week you got to show up and you can get into narratives or disproving this or or proving yourselves right or wrong or whatever you want to say. At the end of the day, man, every single Sunday, any given Sunday, that's why we love playing football. That's why you love the NFL. That's why every single team has a shot because of that talent level, because of the the quality of coaches across the NFL, man. So I think that narrative is going to stick with us till we beat those good teams. And it might come in December, it might come in January, but whenever it comes, it's going to be motivating. And I think that's kind of those things you got to pick up along your journey on a team 
that just helps you motivate and push you to be the best version of yourself. A lot of this conversation is moving forward, what we're seeing, right, Alec? And what we're seeing in the AFC is a lot of quarterbacks that are banged up. Uh, it's one of your biggest jobs, <laughs> protecting Tua. How much do you guys talk about that in, in the building? You know what I mean? With, with the number of star quarterbacks we have seen go down this year, how much is that a real conversation in the building to where, like, that is a focal point of making sure that Tua is playing these games that you're talking about come January, February? Yeah, I think it's it's a team concept, right? To keep the quarterback safe, to keep him on his feet. You talk about the O-line. We've had the, the most O-line combinations. I think it's been eight different starting offensive linemen in 13 weeks of the season mm. so far. So the guys that have been been there, you know, the standard is the standard. Guys are stepping in, stepping up. But it's also the wide receivers. It's also the running backs. It's helping in blitz protection. It's making sure that you're running your routes the right way. Recognizing the defense. So as 11 guys on the offense, it takes everybody to keep the quarterback up, keep them healthy. And I think we take that extremely personally in trying to, to make that a focal point of our offense. It's no secret. And I think across the league, when, when you want your starting quarterback playing his best ball in December and January, uh, it takes all 11. It's not just on an offense alignment or a quarterback or one person. It's a full team thing. And that's, that's the beauty of football, man. That said, with the, the evolution of what you right. guys do offensively, right? If a team were to look at your game film from week five yeah. and try to apply that to today, okay, here's what we saw in week five. We got to stop what they did. Would any of that tape matter? Or you have you guys just evolved beyond that? Yeah, I mean, I think you, you evolve every single week. The, the film that we put out on week five, that was from week two of training camp. That was in the making. That momentum has been building since August. So uh, I think – Everything that we're getting to add into the wrinkles of the offense, the execution, the technique, the fundamentals, that's been drilled in us since OTAs in April all the way through. So the ability to be coachable, to listen to that coaching, to to execute it on a Sunday, it all plays a part of it, man. So uh, it, it's really cool to be playing on a, an offense that's able to score 45. Well, I take that back. We we didn't score 45 because Andrew Van Ginkle had a pick six. Want to shout out my guy, Wisconsin guy with that pick six. Long flowing locks. I swear he has more touchdowns than I do, and he plays on defense. I don't understand it, but uh, it, shots it was fired, awesome. Shots fired at the play caller. Shots fired at the play caller. Alec yeah. wants the ball. <laughs> yeah. I'm just happy for my guy, Ginks, man. He's been he's been working his tail off. He's He's a stud. But everything you just said in terms of execution and, and knowing the fundamentals and to make all of these moving pieces work, I'm kind of curious out with all the moving pieces, yours are maybe more creative and fun to watch than anybody else's in football, specifically the guy that is drawing it all up. And we've talked on this show a bunch about the motion that you've had that you guys use, using 21 personnel at a higher rate than maybe anybody else in all of football, maybe you and the Niners. Like what is the week like with Mike and the way that he moves all of you around and how necessary is your spot to make some of this stuff work in terms of your versatility to be able to do those things? I mean, you take a Tuesday off day, right? And that's the player's like sacred day off. You had the Monday where you kind of, you know, piece everything together from the week before. You watch the film, you try and improve from it. You get that technique, you get those reps. All right, downloaded, we're good to go. Tuesday, from that Monday to Tuesday until we see coach on Wednesday, I don't know if he sleeps. He is up there drawing up every single play, <laughs> thinking about every single defense. He's watched every game a hundred times. And by the time you show up Wednesday, it is full on pedal to the metal. You know, it, it's, uh, 
it's really fun to be yes. in those Wednesday meetings when you show up on Wednesday morning. Cause it's like, if you're a little sleepy, if you had your off day, you didn't do too much, man, get your coffee and get ready to go. Cause we're about to install about a hundred plays, a hundred different ideas. And then it's like, dude, we got to do that in the walkthrough. We got to do that in practice. And then you got to go out and play it on the game. So it's an absolute blast That's to awesome. be able to show up on a Wednesday and make things come to life on Sunday. So, so Alec, you talked about the tactical stuff that Mike McDaniel does. And we're seeing on the end season uh, hard knocks. By the way, I'm waiting for about 15 cameos from you this week, including this interview. But what, I mean, culturally, yeah. what does he do? Because it seems like you guys have so much fun. You got Tua unveiling the braids. You've got guys in meetings doing certain things. I mean, culturally, again, you've been in this league for a minute. Oh, we got seatbelts. Yeah, what has he what has he been able to do to yeah. keep it interesting for you guys to, so you guys can keep playing like this? When you talk about seatbelts right there, the, the little roller coaster thing, that has been like yeah. a year and a half in the making. That didn't oh, just oh. happen this week. We were getting coached <laughs> up on how to celebrate from day one OTAs. When guys would make a play, he's like, guys, you, you work so hard all this time, all this sacrifice, celebrate. You have a plan, and he's going through all these celebrations. He's circling Christian Wilkins because he was like the only guy that was showing everybody that he just made a play. All of a sudden, Javon Holland starts making plays. All of a sudden, Tyreek. Tua has his own swag. And then eventually you get to a point where you're doing roller coaster rides that you practiced on a Friday, um, like three plays into the game against the commanders. So it's been a process, man. But, dude, I think it's all about buying into the system, being yourself, enjoying the amount of time, effort, and energy you sacrifice for one another as a part of a team. And, like, that's where you get excited to excel and execute for your brother. And that's where the strain comes from. That's where the execution comes from. That's where the X's and O's come from. Yeah, that is awesome. That is awesome. It's so fun out to watch you guys play football, but it's probably more enjoyable probably for people like Steve and I to watch what you do off the football field. So congratulations again Congrats, Alec. for everything that you have done for your Walter Payton Man of the Year nomination. I appreciate you guys, James and Steve. I, I appreciate the time, the effort, the energy. Man, it's, it's, it's good to be up here um, to use this platform for some good. It's a responsibility, and I'm excited hear from all other 31 nominees and see all the great work they're doing as well. What a great interview. What a great man. Alec Ingold. And we come back. Brian Baldinger. Oh, he wants to talk about the Rams passing game. As you see, it has taken off again here on the NFL Report. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid Mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow plus when you purchase the natural hybrid you're also helping fuel lisa's work with shelters and those in need since 2015 lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep 
Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Welcome back into the NFL Report. It's my favorite segment each and every Thursday. I got my popcorn. It's Baldy's favorite films, Baldy Breakdowns. It's kind of a, you know, a similar thing. That, that I can't use the same name, Baldy. That one's just exploded on the... Uh, Social media world. So this is our version. Baldy's favorite films. Okay. And, and I, want, I want to start with the, the, the surging Los Angeles Rams and, and what they've done yep. in their passing game with Matthew Stafford. I mean, they don't drop the football. They, Stafford doesn't really get sacked. Um, what have you seen from this group that is now kind of turning some heads in the back end of this season about a danger, being a dangerous team? Well, I mean, first of all, they've, they've stayed healthy the last few weeks up front. Jackson at left tackle and Avila, the rookie, mm-hmm. and Coleman. And, you know, you just go through Mason. You know, you go through the line, Havenstein. Um, they're, they're good up front. You know, but then, you know, Matt Stafford is under center a lot. There's a lot of play action. Um, but I think a couple things. Kyron Williams being healthy right now. They, he, they're 5-0 and when he carries the ball 15 times or more. He gave them 88 yards rushing last week against a good, you know, a good front in Cleveland. Like, he makes a difference. But these timing routes from Stafford to Cup to Nakua to Demarcus Robinson to Tutu Atwell to Higby, like, they're all a part of this passing game right now. And I'm not going to say it looks like it did two years ago when they won a Super Bowl because nobody looks like Cooper Cup that year. But the timing does, though. The timing with a lot of these guys. Demarcus Mm. Robinson caught a corner route last week, caught a touchdown pass last week. The timing was perfect. And, you know, a lot of people always want to talk about quarterbacks' arms. How, how far can they throw it? You know, like when he threw that go ball down the middle of the field to Puka last week, the ball was in the, you know, it was 20 yards, but it was perfect to, to Puka. And he ran the, last, the next 50 yards for the 70-yard touchdown. Like he's getting the ball out of his hands so fast because he trusts his receivers. And I believe Baltimore this weekend will have their hands full with this passing game. I agree, Baldy. Look, the one thing that the Rams never have to do is throw into double coverage because they are schemed up for individual matchups and Stafford finds them. Speaking of individual yep. matchups, and James had a great one-on-one interview with this player post-game. Will Anderson, the edge rusher from Alabama, yeah. down in Houston, he all of a sudden is surging, Baldy. What's going on? You know, what's interesting See, because last week they played Denver, obviously. And Denver came in with this offensive line that played together. Like all five guys, they were all improving. On the first play, Will Anderson beats Mike McGlinchey inside. And he hits Russell Wilson right there. That's the first play of the game right there. He hit him on the first play. Mm -hmm. And then he kept hitting him and pushing the pocket. And now you can see all the individual skills of why they wanted to trade up to take him with the third pick. Take him the ball right there. The sacks. I mean, he's affecting... The quarterback, the line of scrimmage. And, you know, we, we knew he'd play with great energy, but it's just relentless. You know, I love seeing outside linebackers, defensive ends make plays on the other side of the field. And so, you know, just keeping Russell Wilson on his inside shoulder right there uh, is a fundamental. A lot of pass rushers don't understand. Like, he's a very smart player, but you've seen his athletic ability right now really explode and take over some of these one-on-one matchups. Yeah, buddy, this week their safety, Jalen Petrie, told me he's a savage. He just can't be stopped right now. Like, it just Will Anderson cannot be stopped right now with the way that he is playing. And let's stick with the defensive well, the side thing, of the James, ball and go to Kenny Clark. Go ahead. 
Go ahead, yeah. Baldy. Oh, I, I was going to say, like, Jonathan Greenard. Jonathan Greenard in Houston. Oh, on man. the other side, Willie Anderson. We were talking about flowers. You know, we're going to be talking about him on this show here. Like, his ability to push the pocket, mm-hmm. a variety of moves to help. Like, now you got two off the edge, you know, to go with Malik Collins and the guys inside. Like, all of a sudden, this front is starting to develop there in Denver. Or in uh, yep. Houston. It, it really is, Baldy. It really is. Let's stick to defensive front. Kenny Clark, the Packers, somehow, all of a sudden, this is a top 10 defense. I think they're ninth in scoring as a defense. What have they done up front, him specifically, that has altered things and changed things the second half of the season? Well, you know, he's always been a good player. He's been paid to be a good player. But I think kind of under the radar type good because his ability just to penetrate and to get pressure like in that Thanksgiving Day game against Detroit, he was getting Jared Goff off the spot where he wants to like set up shop by himself. And then Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith and the other guys, you know, kind of fed off him. But I'm looking at that inside push, that inside pressure, the inside quick escapes from Kenny Clark right now that's helping the pass rush. And suddenly, you know, Green Bay's defense with Joe Barry calling the signals, like it looks together. It looks like the front is taking over these games. They've had the injuries on the back end, but Jonathan Owens has stepped up. You know, all these Valentine has stepped up. Like, I think it starts, though, up front and specifically with the play of Kenny Clark and his ability just to get instant pressure on the quarterback in the middle. Baldy, he was arguably the best player on the field when they played no. the Chiefs last week. I mean, he, he, was at, he, he lived in resetting the line of scrimmage. Well, let's talk about yes. another team, the San Francisco 49ers, where we often know they function their best when they're pass rush and secondary Mary. We know about the pass rush, and they are starting to get home more but that's in part because of the way the secondary is playing, right, Baldy? Well, it's interesting, Steve. I talked to Nick Bosa a couple weeks ago. And, you know, the, the pass rush, you know, they got in Chase Young, and the pass rush was really coming on. And Nick just looked at me and said, hey, it helps if the quarterback's got to hold the ball. And last week we saw Jalen Hurts hold it a lot because they mixed up their coverages. Steve, they played a lot more man coverage than we're used to seeing from San Francisco. So they mixed that up, and they really plastered the receivers – I think it caught the Eagles off guard a little bit. And really, there was a times when Jalen just did not have places to go. And then they came back to their zones and took away, you know, Devontae Smith. And, I mean, you could count Philadelphia's right there. Like, probably got to six of them before they got them down to the ground. But they really changed up the coverages. And even the loss of one of our favorite players, Steve, you know, uh, Talanoa Alfonga. Like, Jair Brown has played really Mm -hmm. well in the back end. He fits in with Tayshawn Gibson what they're doing. And then the addition of Domador Lenore at this slot position. How about that? The slot receiver position opposite Ambry Thomas, you know, and opposite Traverius Ward. That's really kind of locked down the secondary. It's it's really been what's made this secondary special and why they're, I think, they're ranked number two in defense in the league right now. Baldy, I love when you come on every Thursday because you pick these things that I think the rest of the league is not paying enough attention to. Right. And you put a spotlight <clears throat> yep. on it. Some of these position groups that aren't getting a lot of attention. Because if you want to talk to Niners defense, you're always going to talk what? Nick Bosa and company up front. But I appreciate what you're bringing, man. Every Thursday, Baldy, it's always something different. It's making me a better football fan and a better reporter of this league. So appreciate it, Baldy. Good to see you. I'm going to bring it next Thursday as well, Steve. I don't know, nine other shows we have. Oh, you will. (laughs) We know you you will, Baldy. I'll see you all next week, man. (laughs) All right, Baldy. Thank you, you, Steve. You got it, guys. Yep. Coming up on the NFL Report, Derwin James, the Chargers' Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. 
He's versatile on the field. He might be more versatile off the field with every hand he has his charity in. It's simply remarkable. Derwin joins us next. Hey, it's James Palmer, and you're listening to the NFL Report podcast along with myself and Steve Weish. But remember, if you want to see our beautiful faces, this is a show at 7.15 Monday and Thursday. That's 7.15 p.m. Eastern, and we are on the NFL app, as well as fast streaming platforms. That's Tubi, that's Roku, that's Pluto, that's Peacock, all of those platforms, as well as the NFL.com slash NFL channel. Find us all of those spots. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. All right, James, now we are joined by the Chargers Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee. It's the second consecutive year He's gotten that nomination. Derwin James, a three-time All-Pro safety. Derwin, congratulations on the nomination. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Appreciate that. Absolutely. Hey, Derwin, so, so we see a lot of the things you, you're doing are kids here back home in Haines City, Florida. What kind of started this? Because this doesn't, you know, two times in a row, what kind of got you into being so involved? Because you have your, your finger on so many causes. Um, it, it started as when I was a kid, you know, growing up, I always said, like, if I ever made it to the platform, the NFL, that I wanted to change my community and change other people's life, you know, with my platform. And, you know, and God blessed me to get to the NFL to, to this day. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to do that. Keep that promise I kept with myself. Derwin, I look at how versatile you are on the field, lining up in pretty much every position imaginable. It's only fitting that you kind of have your hands in so many different <laughs> charitable, you know, operations <laughs> off the field. When I look at it, it's like girls flag football. It's youth, you know, camps and, and backpacks and school supplies back in Florida. You're doing the same thing in California. You're with Snoop with Impossible Meat. You're, you're feeding people for Thanksgiving. You got baby formula, animal shelters. You know, what, you know, is there anything that you don't want to touch on <laughs> in terms of helping the community around you? No, nah, I just like I want to help as many lives, many families as I can. It's just something about it when I just see the smiles and the people that just so thankful, you, you know, and 
as people, we take so much stuff for granted, you know, that others don't really have. And just to see their faces and the joy they get, it it just make my heart smile and make me warm. So I, I just, that's the part I get out of it. Derwin, you know, we hear about players Love and it. coaches and so many people doing so many great things, but has there been a kid that maybe you've established a relationship with or something that, that you've done that you've actually felt the impact of their, of your works on them? Uh, I say about 70% of the stuff I do because I try to put my heart into it and I try to really be there present. You know, I don't just try to look at it as a one-off or a check-off thing. I try to be there and, you know, be in the moment, be present for the people that I'm, you know, trying to trying to do something for, whether it's being with the kids, taking them shopping, or just having having a day with the, with the elderly, with the disco, you know, just making sure everybody feel like somebody and, you know, that I'm not too big or I can't be touched. So, you know, I just like to just keep that with me. All right, you, you mentioned the elderly with the disco. I, I, there's 32 Walter Payton Man of the Year nominees, and I don't know if any of them threw a disco party with DJ food, glowing floor, 70s-themed Irwin for uh, those older in our community. What made you want to get involved in that aspect? Because let's just be honest, that's not a group that we see a lot of NFL players, no slight to anybody, recognizing and wanting to reach out to. Um, Cause I feel like our grandparents are just, especially my grandparents, they're like the founders of the family. They're like the, the backbone to the family. And, you know, everybody depends on them. And, um, you know, and I, I just feel like they're people too. And a lot of people forget about them. You know, we always think about the youth and camps and stuff, but I feel like they're, they're people too, you know, and um, they might not be as young as they was once before, but I feel like they're, they're the backbone to the, a lot of people's families. And, you know, just for them to come out and feel like they're somebody for a whole day, you know, why not? It feels good. They had a lot of fun with it. Derwin, as a grandfather, I, I feel like it. you're speaking to me, my brother. So thanks so much for looking out for us old folks. <laughs> no problem, man. Y'all ain't old. Y'all still young, man. There we um, go. There we go. Hey, want to hit you on a, on, a, on a couple football questions uh, while, we, while we get on this. You guys have five games left. You know yes, your sir. situation where there's really no margin for error, but you guys have the potential to go on, say, a five-game run to get into the playoffs. What needs to happen for you guys to do that? Uh, take it one game at a time, man. You can't look too far ahead down the road and realize that every game from here on out, you know, it, it matters to us. Not that it didn't matter before, but we realize the opportunity that in front of us and, you know, the situation we put ourselves in. So we're just taking it game by game. Start with Denver this Sunday, a big divisional game. And, uh, man, we got we got to get it done this Sunday. Sean Payton says he needs to find a way to contain your pass rush. But I look at the other side of the ball, and you look at the conference in the AFC, the number of quarterbacks that have gone down, Derwin. What kind of advantage do you feel like you guys have right now that you have a quarterback as talented as yours is in Justin Herbert with as many quarterbacks that have gone down in the AFC? Is that an advantage down this stretch right now? Uh, first of all, I want to say prayers to any of the quarterbacks that's injured out there. I never like to see no one hurt in this game, especially. But, you know, just making sure having a quarterback like Justin, you know, in our corner who's healthy. And, um, you know, like you say, it starts there. And when you have a guy like that that can make all the throws and give you a chance in the end to win the game, we don't have we, we don't have no doubt that he's able to get the job done for us. We go out there and do our part on defense and get him the ball. Derwin, you also were kind of at the at the beginning, the tip of the spear a trend we're seeing on defenses now, and that's the hybrid safety, right? You play safety looks, you play outside linebacker uh, principles at some time. What about that trend that you're seeing across the NFL now that you helped model? 
Um, I feel like um, offenses are more complex now. You're seeing more motion on the run, timely motion. You're seeing guys move. You're seeing tight ends that can run and block. You're seeing receivers that can also do that. So if they're going to be versatile, we got to be able to be versatile to cover them as well. So I feel like that helped us a lot, for sure. Okay. Okay, then I'm, I'm going to end it with this because, Duran, you know, you and I have talked on the phone a bunch preparing for games. We love talking ball. I know you love talking ball. So kind of get a crystal That's ball good. out there and think about the future of the NFL a little bit with what you just said. How do you think some of these positions in the middle of the field on defense are going to change? We're already seeing the size and the build of linebackers kind of change, right? We're kind of seeing people like you moving all over the field. What do you think is going to continue to happen? As you mentioned, these offenses keep putting people in different spots so you can defend them. I feel like the game overall is going to keep evolving. You know, I, mean? I feel like you say, guys, you're going to see bigger guys that can move and um, you're going to see guys that can like I say, cover guys that can blitz, that can do everything. Just like the game of basketball. You're seeing guys that are bigger now that can shoot from anywhere. It's yeah. just sports, sports mm. is evolving, and I feel like it's definitely offense evolving and guys on defense evolving too. I love that. Great I love stuff, that. It's Derwin. going to make the game more fun, and, and players like you even more valuable, Derwin, but yeah. you're more valuable yeah. off the field. Two-time Walter Payton Man of the Year nominee for the Los Angeles Chargers. Congratulations again. I look at the list of everything that you do. I don't know how you still study football yeah, and right. play at the level you play with everything you're doing off the field, man. Yeah, thank you all, man. Appreciate, Appreciate you, Derwin. I think Derwin Steve has more than 24 hours in a day. But if you have only 24 hours in a day, please use one of those on Mondays and Thursdays at 7.15 Eastern on the NFL channel or any of the NFL channel opportunities on all the fast channels that are out there. That's Tubi, Roku, Pluto, all of those, Steve. We're also a podcast. We're versatile, just like Derwin James is. Steve, what are you looking forward to most? Real quick, two words about this weekend. Lamar Jackson. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.